Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Let's begin this podcast with a moment of honest transparency. And here it is. We don't always get along in the Church of Jesus Christ. Would you agree with me about that? Have you uh, had any experience with that? Have you seen people not getting along well in the body of Christ? I know that there are some famous church split stories out there over things as crazy as the color of the carpet and other silly things like that. But then there are even more and deeper uh, splits that have occurred in in the body of Christ, and that's sad. We uh, know that getting along requires genuine effort. Let me say that again. Getting along requires genuine effort. And I'll go a step further and say that it is absolutely essential that we get along in the body of Christ. Jesus said this to his disciples on the night before he died. John 13, verses 34 and 35. He said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Wow, what a standard. Love one another like I've loved you. But listen to this. By this, by this love for one another, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Jesus said it's important that we love one another. And he said that is the distinguishing characteristic to the world. The world will look and see how you treat one another, and that will lead them to know that, that uh, we are true Christ followers. It's essential that we get along. On that same night before he died, John chapter 17 records what is known as Jesus' high priestly prayer. And I'm so glad that under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle John who wrote this, uh, this book wrote down the words of, of Christ's prayer that night. And, and it, it would be good for you to turn to John 17 uh, when you finish listening to this podcast and read through the entire chapter. But I'm just going to focus on the last part of his prayer in verses 20 to 23. Jesus prayed this to the Father. He says, I do not ask on behalf of these alone. And he is speaking there about the uh, apostles, the disciples that are in his immediate presence. He says, I don't ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word. That's you and me. Jesus was praying for you and me. Look at, uh, Listen to what he prayed for. He said that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. That was the prayer on Jesus' lips the night before he died as he prayed for us, and he prayed that there would be unity. 
And uh, that prayer has and is being answered. Uh, There is what I would call organic unity. That's uh, when we're in the body of Christ, we are a part of the body of Christ. We are a unified body. And then I would talk about practical unity, and that's how that is lived out, how we get along with each other. And I believe that Jesus had both in mind as he prayed that night uh, on the night before his death. And there is one ingredient that binds us together, one ingredient, one very, very important ingredient that binds us together. In in Colossians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul is talking about getting along. And uh, in verse 14, and we'll look at uh, uh, this passage on a future podcast, but uh, verse 14 of Colossians 3 says this, Beyond all these things... And the things he's talking about is, is some uh, attributes, some characteristics, some attitudes that the Lord has told us to put on. But he says, over all of these attitudes, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. The one ingredient that binds us together is, is love. Now, uh, love is one of those words that I think we've got to uh, dig into and talk about, particularly here in Western society, because you can hear the word love on the lips of people in many different situations and contexts. For example, if you're around the Hall household, at some point you're going to hear one of us say that we really love pizza. So from a certain uh, um, establishment in our area, we love pizza. We love uh, to to uh, go to the beach. Uh, we love our car. We love. Uh, then we'll talk about loving each other. I love my granddaughters and grandchildren, and and then uh, I hear my son talk about loving his wife. Wow! Uh, and then we talk about loving Jesus. Now, what's the difference between? The love that I talk about loving Jesus, the love that Michael talks about loving his wife, and and then we talk about loving pizza. There's got to be a difference, and there is. There were different lo- words used for love in the uh, original Koine Greek language that the New Testament was written. Uh, there were there were more than one. Uh, there was eros, that was a physical love. There was uh, uh, phileo, which was a give and take friendship love. And then there's agape, and that's the word that's being used here. Agape is is a divine love. It is an active giving, sacrificial love. It is a verb. Uh, and, and, and that's how it's used. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only unique Son. Ephesians 5.25, uh, Husbands, love, agape, love your wives as Christ, agape, loved the church and gave Himself up for it. It is an active, uh, giving, sacrificial kind of love. And that is the kind of love that that will bind us together. It's the bond, the perfect bond of the church of Jesus Christ in a practical sense. And and I, I would say that that love is described in, in some detail in the famous love chapter. Everybody knows uh, about 1 Corinthians 13. You, you don't go to too many weddings that at least some of these verses are not read. But uh, this, this, this chapter was not written in the context of a wedding. I can tell you that. It was written to a church 
It was written to a church that was uh, in in difficulty. This was a church that was divided. This was a church that was fighting. This was a church that was lining up behind different uh, leaders and and uh, not in a good way, but in a divisive way. Uh, this was a church that was uh, misusing spiritual gifts. This was a church that was eating the Lord's table and a dinner that went with it, and some were being neglected and others were being gluttons. Uh, th- and and the Apostle Paul, right in the middle of 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 uh, admonishing them, tells them about love, and and in in he begins this chapter by saying, "If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I've become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal." Who wants to hear that, right? If I have the gift of prophecy and I know all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have all faith. So as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Wow. And he goes on uh, as he talks about the very importance of this agape, active giving, sacrificial love. And so in verses 4 through the first part of verse 8, he describes love, this kind of love. Uh, and he describes it with seven positive descriptors and nine negative descriptors. And so I, I want to go through those. I want to read those verses. Uh, verse 4 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love does not brag. Is not arrogant. Does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Does not take into account a wrong suffered does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And so there you have 16 descriptors, 16 things describing uh, love, and and, uh, each of those are extremely important. So, if this kind of agape love is what keeps the church together, is what causes us to get along with each other in practical unity, then we need to understand them. There are the seven positive ones. Love is patient. Love is patient. That is, that is uh, patience there is long-suffering. It's bearing up under uh, a stress under pressure, and man, we can we can be under stress and pressure in our relationships, can't we? Love is kind. That is a graciousness. Love rejoices with the truth, and I think the implication there is it uh, it it doesn't like lies and untruth, and and man, can that ever get into relationships? Love bears all things. Love believes all things. That's not a, being naive, but it's giving the benefit of the doubt. Love hopes all things. You know, I, I can see uh, the the best in you, and 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 can see that Jesus is working on you, and there's there's more to come in 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 what He wants to do in your life. And then love endures all things, and it's uh, much like the patience. Those are the positives. On the negative side, love's not jealous. We know what that is. Love does not brag and love is not arrogant. Love does not act unbecomingly. You know, uh, how we act toward one another. Love does not seek its own. Love is not provoked. Love does not take into account a wrong suffered. It doesn't keep a list. You know, that negative list. Love does not rejoice in unrighteousness. Uh, Love never fails. 
That's the kind of love that we're talking about. And so I would encourage you to go back and read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8 again and say, Lord, help me to see where I stand in the way I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, I want you to notice that this kind of love requires effort. It, it, it means that uh, we need to work through possible issues and conflicts, not run the other way, not gossip, not hate each other. Not treat each other badly, but uh, we work hard, work hard at keeping unity in a right way. And, and remember, again, the Apostle Paul is talking to this church at Corinth because they were doing it the wrong way. And he says, hey, hey, love is, is where it's at. And, and I just want to strongly encourage you to, to look at this kind of love. You know, again, in our society, in our culture, love is such a, a crazy, mixed-up um, thing, you know? And we, we don't understand it in this context many times. And so, again, I encourage you to go back and let the Word of God speak to your heart here because as we do the next couple, three podcasts, and we're talking about the perfect bond of the Church of Jesus Christ, that being this agape love, I want you to see it, and I want you to say, let God just fill you with that love so that you begin acting out on that love. So, until next time, when we talk about it some more, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.